0: Recently, Cardinal Burke and Archbishop Viganot released separate but extremely similar statements on the present situation in the world, with Burke sounding more and more like Viganot, which I know many of you will be thrilled with, but it was delivered in his more measured way that is typical of Cardinal Burke. Burke's address was delivered in the form of a homily, and Viganot's in the form of a Christmas letter to the world, I have links to both in the show notes today over at returntotradition.org, so see the pinned post for a link to them. The Vigano letter is, as has been the case with him lately, a little too much for this place, but it is worth checking out if you like the work that Vigano has been doing these past two and a half years. But today I have for you something else. A close working partner of Pope Francis and his eco-theology work, as seen in Laudato Si', Caria Amazonia, and Fratelli Tutti has released a book that is typical in its dogmatic approach to the environment. Typical not for a Catholic, but for those who do not profess our faith, but rather labor on the green issue in the sacred world. And boy, is that book filled with all the worst things that we can expect. And the best part is that the author claims it is inspired by Pope Francis himself. This figure is Leonardo Boff whom I've covered in the past, and he is a figure that many Catholics have been familiar with for decades. So today, let's take a look at how the beast never sleeps, because as time goes on, it becomes that much of the programs we saw before the present situation the world began to take off early this year are actually continuing to be promoted and pursued, now using this present mess as an excuse to really implement these ideas, and at the core is something distinctly anti-Logos and anti-human, so let's dive in. Our story focuses on one of the great workers of the late 20th century in the church in the Amazon, one who had been a source of headaches for John Paul II and Cardinal Ratzinger, later Pope Benedict XVI, until the arrival of Pope Francis. His name, Leonardo Boff. Boff is quite the character. He was a key figure in the promulgation of liberation theology, the uniquely Amazonian theology that combined the ideas of Marx and Christianity into something that was. Definitely something Lenin and the rest would be fine with, but which was at odds with historic Christianity. His work was made possible by the situation in South America in the 1950s through the 1980s, and if the likes of Bella Dodd are to be believed, figures like him were functionally created by the Bolsheviks in the 20s and 30s, like the people she worked with in the United States, that Bella Dodd worked with. It's all part of the same rancid cast of characters, and Boff is one of their children, I have a few books of his in my library that I had to cite in my own doctoral dissertation on Catholic social teaching. His influence is so wide-reaching that in the 1980s, the Vatican had to respond to his influence by developing his idea of the preferential option for the poor into something that was actually Catholic and to uproot it from its Bolshevik roots. This would all lead to Boff leaving his religious community and functionally leaving the church. Given all that, it shouldn't be surprising that his writings and work have a distinct hostility to humanity. The following is from Info Vaticana Headline, Humans are the Great Threat to Life on Earth. With a header like that, who needs an introduction, right? Quote, Leonardo Boff, the secularized Brazilian Franciscan, who has gone from liberation theology to integral ecology, has been disciplined by then Prefect of the Doctrine of the Faith, Cardinal Joseph Ratzinger, to becoming a Quote unquote, dear brother and partner of his successor, Francisco. He claims to have been abundantly inspired by the encyclical letter Laudato Si, has just published his latest book, An Integral Ecology, and our colleagues from Religion Digital have wanted to celebrate such a great event with a digital colloquium in which our th- with our theologian. In it, the Brazilian drops pearls of this kind, Theology has to make an option for the poor in favor of justice and freedom, and within the great poor, you have to put the great poor that is the earth, the most marginal. You know, the earth, as a great poor, abundantly undermined, must therefore be a self-conscious entity, the pachamama, with more merits to attract our sleeplessness than any human being endowed with an immortal soul. Or this one, we are facing a situation in which humanity is at a crossroads. Human being is the great threat to life on earth. And mostly, quote... Yes, he invoked the Packy Mama. He got a little spicy for the sensibilities of this place, but his meaning is abundantly clear, so I had to soften his language a little bit. If you want to save the world, then humans must either get out of the way or be made to get out of the way. The best way to do that would be to to embrace the Pac-Man Mama. There you go. However, this line of thinking isn't exactly new, in the slightest. In fact, it is an idea nearly as old as the United States, The first place I can find this idea is in the writings of the English scientist Thomas Malthus, who promoted the idea that human population growth exceeded the ability of the Earth to provide food and resources for human beings. That humanity grew at an exponential rate, and that food resources grew arithmetically, meaning the sooner or later we'd have to bad situation in our hands that would, to carefully, paraphrase Malthus, require the number of people on Earth to go down. He had much stronger language for it than that, but... You get the meaning. And his ideas have persisted, despite their being thoroughly debunked by his fellow scientists since he promoted them in 1798. Yes, his ideas have been in the scientific world for 222 years. They remain deeply influential, including and especially among the most persistent voices who are pushing their solution to the present situation. Their history in this issue specifically should be one that should give everyone pause, especially amid this talk of starting civilization all over. This idea and all that they push with it, the carbon issue, how how in a decade we'll all rarely consume animal products, and we'll all be in a state of bliss through micromanagement of our lives, all of it, is part and parcel of this idea promoted by Boff back in the 70s and 80s. Figures like this slip past our radar because everything going on in the city of man right now there's a lot going on in the City of Man, and it's understandable, but Boff is one of the quintessential links to the City of Man in the Church today. Despite his being consistently argued against by the Vatican, until Francis arrived, he was he held a great deal of influence well beyond where he resided. His ideas are found in the Church in America and, and in great abundance, and his countless followers in the U.S. and Europe promote them, now he calls himself an integral ecologist because that is what Francis is pushing to address his concerns, and frankly, It is all just a rebranding with nicer and more Catholic-sounding language employed to get most of us to accept it. This is made evident, by the way, by the number of self-described traditional Catholics who read Laudato Si. I still don't think there's all that much wrong with it, when the program for the Francis pontificate was laid out in that encyclical five years ago. Everything since then, especially in his partnerships with the Beast, were laid out in that document. And now we see that that document is being cited by the proponents of, of starting civilization over again. Vigano characterizes this work in his Christmas Address by saying that this accursed Novus Ordo Seclorum prepares for the reign of Antichrist. Our only remedy, our only shelter, Vigano reminds us, is for Christians to turn to Christ the King, for in so turning to him the Lord will give us victory. Compare this to the now nearly omnipresent motto we hear from the world. Realize that everything is linked, interconnected, we are all connected. We are the set of all relationships with everyone. And to a degree, it's true. But the kicker is that once that realization is, is separated from the social reign of Christ the King, we are reduced to what? The appeal of Fratelli Tutti, The appeal of materialism. The classic appeal to security made by those not only who do not profess what we profess, but are actually opposed to it in every fundamental way imaginable. Personally, I have no interest in security provided by them. They have created another gospel one not from our blessed Lord, to address the results of sin. Results that they then magnify and then turn into just another means of actualizing themselves over everyone else. And it is figures like Boff and the names you are more familiar with from the secular world that Francis partners with. Consider the implications of that. Like I said at the start, the counter-argument to this is made by Cardinal Burke and Archbishop Viganot. You can find links to their statements in the show notes for today's upload over at returntotradition.org. Let me know your thoughts on all this in the comments, please. And if you haven't, hit that subscribe button and join us as we all try to come to understanding of our present situation in the light of the gospel and from the messages of Our Lady. Thanks for listening. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.